guys, welcome back to Power Talk. I'm your host, Elena, and today we're talking about love. Okay, guys, I hope you had a blessed day. This is Sunday and it's Father's Day. Speaking of Father's Day, I want to expound on our Father's love. He loves us beyond measure. And guys, I'm coming out of the scripture today, Romans chapter 13, verses 8 through 14. And it reads, Oh, no man anything but to love one another, for he have love of another, have fulfilled the law. Nine reads, For this thou shalt not commit adultery, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not bear false witness, thou shalt not covet, and if there be any other command, commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Ten reads, Love worketh no ill to his neighbor, Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. 11 reads, And that knowing the time that now is, it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than we, than when we believed. 12 reads, That night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light 13 reads let us walk honestly as in the day not in rioting and drunkenness not in chambering and wantonness not in strife and envying but put ye on the lord jesus christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof okay guys I want to go ahead and expound on the whole thing. Love one another. So, you know, God commands us to love one another. We should have a godly love for one another. We should be in such a place that regardless of faults and failures and mistakes, regardless of whatever we said or did, right or wrong, the past is the past in my own life I had some challenging things that had came about in my life I have learned to forgive and forget even when things were uncovered and exposed that you know how sometimes you get into a place where you say I feel a certain way about a certain thing I think I'm right and I could be but I don't know but guess what Even when God reveals that thing and something that you had discernment about becomes the truth. Hey, all I can tell you is forgive your father, our father in heaven. He forgives us. So how much more is it to not forgive our sister or brethren in Christ Jesus? We must forgive and love one another, you guys, for our father in heaven to forgive us. We have to forgive. Someone in the past may have ill-willed us, have done us wrong. And we say, you know what? Some people feel as if, man, it's so hard to get over this. Say, for instance, if it's a father, an absent father in the home, he may not have done you right. He may have walked away from you. But that's in your your mother and your siblings. But that's okay. You know why it's okay? 
Because God loves your father too. Hey, glory to your name, God. He's a merciful, he's a kind, he's a love, loving, forgiving God. He's a God who sees and knows everything. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. So just think about that. If God can forgive me, and we're not perfect. Trust me, we're not. So if we make mistakes and we expect God in heaven to forgive us. How much more is it not to forgive someone who we feel has wronged us, who's walked away from us in, a, in our lifetime, in our past? Even if that person never came back and said, I'm sorry, we must love in spite of it all. So just think about that for a moment. Regardless of whatever, whatever has been said or done, I still have to walk in the fruits of the spirit. I still have to love that individual. Regardless of what was done. See, we have to love the people because we're created in God's image. We are his. He loves us. But he hates the sin. Hate the sin the person is in. But love the person. The creation that God, cre- the creator created. Reading 8 again, it says, Oh, no man, anything but to love one another. For he that love another have fulfilled the law. Think about that. He that loveth one another hath fulfilled the law. Jesus is the law. He came, praise God, on this earth, himself the law. Praise God. He came not to condemn us, but he came to justify us. He who knew no sin took sin upon himself. So what did he do? He condemned sin within, praise God. The sin of this world, he condemned it within himself. Because he is a pure and holy God. He's a pure and holy vessel. So no sin can contaminate the purity of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because he's holy, pure, without sin, without blemish, without wrinkle. He is that God. So he himself had took the keys of sin and death and the grave. And he gave them back to us so we can bind and loose. Praise God. So with that being said, we have the million power and authority over the sin. We can come out. If we're in sin, we can repent, ask God to forgive us and turn from our wicked ways and move forward in Christ Jesus denying ourselves and picking up our cross and following after him we don't have to live in a world of sin we don't have to live in sin the world praise God may have sin in it but we don't have to be a part of the sin so we must have a fulfilling willing mind to say God I'll serve you and with one of the things about serving God is we must walk in humility we must be in love we must walk in love. We must be about our father's business. So when we walk in the fruits of the spirit, we don't have to worry about what's going on around us because it's a mandate that's on our life. And we're walking by what God commanded us to walk by. 
So we owe no man anything but to love them. Not stating as a, a physical, tangible thing, as in a debt collector. Because this thing right here that love that other than to love him, praise God. That thing right there is an ongoing thing. That love will never end. So, know that we can love one another and not live in the of, of, of the matter of unforgiveness. For nine reads, for this thou shall not commit adultery, thou shall not kill, thou shall not steal, thou shall not bear false witness, thou shall not covet, and if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. So with that being said, is it is it love to commit adultery? Of course not. When you go and you turn your back on God, not just marital adultery, but spiritual adultery. When you go and turn your back on God and you serve other gods and commit adultery, it's like telling God, I don't love you. You're not good enough for me. You're not satisfying to me. I want to go to another God that will satisfy me. I want to go to another God that that quenches my thirst. Because you, you God, are not what I desire. But this other God, whether it be money, a job, anything you put before God is your God. So, with that being said, you can commit spiritual adultery on God and make another thing your God. If you idolize and hold and lift up something higher than you lift up the true and living God in heaven, then you made that your God. So with that being said, we must learn and obey and serve God and him alone and love him. Praise God. But marital wise, if you go and sleep with another man's wife, another woman's husband don't you know that hurts to the bone to the core you know why because it's stripping away a layer from something you've been entwined with those two become one so they're connected so when you strip away somebody's spouse from them that's that's a a a hurt that is 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 unmeasurable because now you've cut open a wound that shouldn't have never been there it's like making um you know how you see the semi or the let me put it like this if i was connected to you and you were connected to my body and we were adjoined together and somebody came and cut on us and tried to separate us that's going to hurt so with that being said if you hurt me and cut on me and i'm connected and adjoined with someone else That's a pain that we shouldn't be bringing to the body of Christ or into someone's life. It's a cause of separation. So with that being said, don't go and covet covet thy neighbor's oxen, ass, or husband. Don't do it. Their spouse, don't do it. Because it's a horrible thing. To, 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 to experience because that person has become one with that other person and you've now 
torn down a marriage, a home, and a family that God was building on. It goes way deeper than you just being with someone and saying that you want to be with that person and you're the better person for that other person. No, beloved, you've now made that other individual dishonor their vows and covenant that they've made with God. So not only have you had an option to walk away from something that wasn't yours, but you also have an option to not dishonor the covenant that God has made with man and woman. My God. Thou should not kill for the love of God. Don't kill physically and don't kill spiritually. Our tongue has life and death in it. So what I'm saying is, if you don't like a person, you can go to the altar and ask God to take away that malice or the hatred and the anger and bitterness out of your heart towards that person that causes division and separation in the body of Christ. Sometimes we get into it with our spouse or with our family or with our friends. We might have disagreements, but please don't get into such a situation where you feel in your heart. I just don't like that person to be around that person. I just feel that that person is not worthy enough to be saved. We have to get to a place in God where we say everyone is valuable. So that soul can be saved because I once was a soul that was, hmm, let's put it this way. Everybody looked at me and probably said, I don't know how she going to get saved. <laughs> but by the grace of God, I am here today saved, filled with the Holy Ghost and in the beloved. Yes, Lord God, thank you, Jesus, for salvation. Because it was once upon a time where I didn't look like I was going to get to that place, going to get to that place, but God. And now here I am saved. So just like the person you say you don't like can't get saved or you feel as if that person doesn't have value, well, guess what they do? And sometimes it may be with our sister and brothers in Christ that we have disagreements with and odds. But with that being said, we have to know how to choose our battles. We have to know when to let go and when to let God. We have to know that if it's something that's causing our spirit man to be vexed, then it's not of God. And we must take it to him and ask God to fix the problem before it escalates and becomes hate. Okay. Thou should not steal. Of course, you know it's never good to steal. Praise God. We should not steal anything. I exponed on it earlier about the oxen and the ass. And we definitely shouldn't steal a spouse. You know, you make sure that the covenant that we keep with God is kept. And the vows that we make with God is kept. Stealing each other members of the body of Christ going to somebody's church and saying oh brother so and so plays that organ pretty good and then you you know get in a DM slide in a DM 
hey uh i noticed that you play the organ pretty good so uh how uh how about coming over to my ministry and uh you know starting up over here well you already know that that person is already planted and rooted in that particular ministry that they're in so why take them from another ministry because it's like taking a brick from the foundation and making the brick come without and then now the foundation is sliding don't do that don't do that let the members stay where they're at and when it's time for god to ship them he will I just used that as an example. Thou should not bear false witness. Please, 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 please. I have experienced this in my own life. Try the spirit by the spirit. So, for what the love of God, please, you know how people gossip and how they, they like to say, oh, you know, so-and-so, so-and-so, and you know, so-and-so, and so-and-so. Well, idle mind is the devil's workshop. Stop being a busybody, having a busy spirit, but be about the Father's business. Praise God. So don't bear false witness to somebody else's liking. People love to lie and gossip on other people when it's convenient for them. But when they get into the hot seat in that particular situation, it doesn't feel good. So that comes from loving thy neighbor as you love yourself. You wouldn't do that to yourself, so why do it to your neighbor? So for the love of God, don't start up a a cause, a situation that will cause your sister or your brethren to be in in an opposition with one another, and odds with one another, and bear false witness. Know the truth for yourself. Go to God and let the Holy Spirit witness to you. And minister to you and tell you the truth about that individual before you believe a lie that another individual has started up about that individual. Thou shalt not covet, and if there be any other commandment, it is briefly comprehended in this saying, namely, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Simple, simplex. Love thy neighbor as you love as you love yourself. Don't don't. Don't keep on going around making covets and doing other things that you should not do outside the will of God. Love your neighbor. Be prepared to give a helping hand in a time of need. In this time when we're in right now, the enemy wants to cause division amongst the body of Christ. He wants to make people believe that a race, a color can divide. But oh no, beloved, We are who we are in Christ Jesus. We have the same blood, which is in Christ Jesus. So with that being said, there is no division in the body of Christ. Hmm. Okay. There is no division in the body of Christ. I'm going to say that again. What God see, Jesus, Holy Spirit see, Holy Ghost sees. It's the blood of the Lamb of Christ Jesus on you and I. He doesn't discriminate in the heavens. He doesn't say that's a white man, that's a black man, that's a Korean man, that's a Mexican man. No, God doesn't say that. That was man's creation to divide and say, this is who you are and set you up like it's such. No, beloved, we have different skin tones, 
but that makes us no different from one another because thus we shall return unto. We are a vessel, praise God, that are pure and holy by the breath of God. He breathes his life, his new life into us, his Ruach Hashkadesh into us. So with that being said, we're not different. We're under the same blood, under the same anointing, under the same power of Christ Jesus, under the love of God, by his spirit. Praise God. And also it reads, 10 reads, love worketh no ill to his neighbor. Therefore, love is the full fulfilling of the law. Love is the full fulfilling of the law. See how God went in on that? Love worketh no ill to his neighbor. No ill. So if I say I love you, I'm not going to do anything to come against you. I'm not going to tear you down with words. I'm not going to tear you down with hatred or racism. I'm not going to tear you down with discrimination about your education or the accomplishments you've made in life or any of that or did not do that I did what I will do is say I love you for who you are because you are exactly who God created you to be you are the creation of Christ Jesus that's who you are the original man that God created you are his beloved so I can't run around here and say that you're not important or you're less of value because you don't do what I do you know why because all of us are uniquely made and we are made here planted and rooted in God for a reason we are here for one another we're not here to tear down one another but we're here to build up one another in the kingdom of God in Christ Jesus so with that being said therefore love is to is the fulfilling of the law love that I love that we are fulfilling the law praise God Jesus is law the law Jesus is love God is love he's the fulfillment of who we are he's the richness in us Jesus is on the inside of us the law himself he is fulfilling in us satisfying us creating us every day he is our example living example Jesus is so with that being said I read I will read 9 it says and that knowing that the time that now is it is high time to awake out of sleep for now is our salvation nearer than we believe beloved what it's saying is sleeping pretty much is saying the dark time when Jesus himself is not walking the face of the earth that's a dark hour it's a dark time because the prince of the air is ruling the airway but you better believe that's a time of light let me read 12 the night is far spent the day is at hand 
let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light beloved jesus is coming back for his bride and we have to be in place and position to do his will and to be the light so put on the armor of light praise god because everything we have everything we are it's because of the light of the world jesus himself he is the light so we must continue to walk in the light and be the light praise god knowing that everything we are who we are and what we represent is the kingdom of light so we must be the light in a dark hour when it's time for people who are in darkness to come to the light we as the children of light we must remain the light we must show and reflect the light everywhere we go people are looking around trying to receive something that they never received before and the only way they're going to receive it is through us the kingdom citizens the light we must remain steadfast unmovable and unshakable in god and be the light people need to look upon us and see the reflection in the image of god in our life so we have to love one another we have to treat one another with honor and respect and greet one another with a heavenly kiss because we are who god created us to be in his image and his reflection when men look up they are to see and know and see the works of the lord the good works of the father on the inside of us we this time spent is costly so we must spend it wisely we must know who god is and understand him and think with clarity in his thinking put on the armor of god put the mind of christ on us the helmet of salvation we must be about our father's business this is an hour and a time where god is going to expose his light more and more and his reflection through us so with that being said we must be grounded and rooted in god and be the image of who he is in in this world because people are desiring to be saved coming out of darkness into his light we must show them the light we are in the world but not of it we must be the light this is a time and an hour where everything seems gloomy and dark but oh but the light is in the midst of it all 13 reads let us walk honestly and in the day not in rioting and drunkenness not in chambering and wantonness not in strife and envying that's what you're seeing right now in the earthly realm we're seeing rioting drunkenness not in chambering and wantonness of strife and envy so much strife and envy going on but god is saying walk in honesty praise god let us walk honestly as in the day what's in the day the light we must walk in it we must walk in it we must walk in it honestly which is truth walk in god's truth we must walk in his purity we must walk in his salvation we must walk in his righteousness we must walk in his holiness we must walk in his sanctification hallelujah yes lord god put on the armor of the light praise god we must walk in his purity hallelujah we must walk in his righteousness so brethren i promise you 
if we walk in that holiness and the righteousness of God, that everything else is going to change in our life. And we're going to change the nation by being the light, walking in the love of God, walking in his righteousness and his holiness. 14 reads, But put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ, and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. That is so powerful. Put, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. My God, my God, my God. When you put on Jesus Christ, hey, glory to your name, God. Everything else, hallelujah, must bow. Let me say that again. When you put on the Lord Jesus Christ, every knee, think about this, every knee must every knee must bow and every tongue must confess unto Jesus the Lord, our Christ and Savior. Every knee must bow, every tongue must confess unto the Lord Jesus Christ. So, if we put on Jesus Christ, that means that not that the men every knee are bowing down to us. No, 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 no. Don't get it twisted. They're bowing down to Jesus Christ. So put on Jesus Christ because that means that we can tread upon the scorpions and crack the serpent skull. That means that we can walk in the darkness and be his my God, his voice in the earthly realm. We can be his image in the earthly realm. We can be that light. Praise God. We can be who he is in the earthly realm. We don't have to wait to judgment day. We don't have to wait till, till Jesus comes back. But we can represent the kingdom right here on earth right now. We can be who he is right now. He says, but ye, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ. That means we can walk in the darkness and the devil, his imp got to bow. Praise God. They have to bow to who he is. Not us, but him. Praise God. The Lord Jesus Christ. They have to bow down to him. He says, but put ye on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh. Don't be subjective to the flesh. Don't surrender unto the flesh, but surrender unto the Lord Jesus Christ. He who he is, our Lord and Savior, the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the Lord of all heavenly hosts. He is God. To fulfill the lust of flesh thereof. That's the end of it. Make not provision for the flesh not to fulfill the lust thereof. Don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. And the pride of life. We must walk in humility. We must walk in the spirit of God. That is how we are going to get to the places we need to get in Christ Jesus. Everything else can wait. At the end and the beginning of the day, we are who we are. 
because who of God, who he is. Abba Father, Yeshua HaMashiach, the Lord our God. Nothing else matters. Everything else can wait. Push everything to the side and put God first. So, the conclusion of today's lesson is love one another, y'all. I want to do something real special for you guys today. I hope I do it right, but I'm doing it to the best of my ability. Here go. Give me your everything else can wait. Give me I hope I'm not too late. Lord, give me you. Lord, give me you. conclusion of this lesson I want to say be blessed I hope this word edified you I hope it encouraged you and I hope and pray that it gave you something to build on the kingdom that's within God bless until next time I love you